I want to take us to the very beginning. So our first reading comes from Genesis, but not Genesis chapter 1. We're going to Genesis chapter 3, and I'll begin reading at 22. So have we got the reading for the screen? No. Goodness, you'll just have to trust me. So it's Genesis 3, beginning at 22. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. That far we read from Genesis and we flip right forward quite far in the New Testament to the first letter of John. So it's 1 John and chapter 2 verse 15 is where I'll start. So 1 John 2.15 if you have a memory for such things. And this is what John writes. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he says and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. That far we read from John, and we give God the glory for these men of Scripture. Did you notice a contrast? In those two readings. You should have. You're not allowed to live forever in Genesis. And in John's letter, this is how you live forever. So we could take the rest of the morning unpacking that, just that contrast on its own. But we're in the middle of our God in the Music series. And anyone who knows anything about me would know that I could not let God and the music go by without including, and at this stage, because we've still got a couple of weeks to go, I can say at least one song from this group. <laughs> there might be another. The God in the Music song that I've chosen for today is all the way from 1986. Can you imagine that? Some of us will remember it. For some of us, it's just a cloudy number that doesn't mean anything. I know it was before I was married, so that's how long ago it was. Do you remember the movie Highlander? Yes. Great. This song was added to the soundtrack. And I must admit, the only reason I went to see 
Highlander was because the soundtrack was provided or laid down, if you like, by Queen. So what happened was, as is their privilege, they were watching the first cut of the film. They got to a particular series of scenes and Brian May said, hold on, just stop. Went out to his car, wrote the song, put it to music, came back and said, guys, we have to include this. So we almost didn't have this song. Aren't we grateful for people that have got such talent that they can do that? Eh? Do you remember the story of the Highlander? Let me recap it for the youngsters amongst us. It revives a myth. And nobody's really sure if it's a Celtic myth or just where it comes from. But the movie sets it in Scotland, hence the name, the Highlander. It deals with a select group of people who have been given the gift of immortality. Over time, these select people need to eliminate one another until there is only one left. Hence the other song, There Can Be Only One, that a lot of people remember from this film. The idea is then that the one becomes the ruler of humanity. Okay? So how do you kill an immortal? Because the very nature of being immortal says you can't be killed. Hey? So how do you kill an immortal? You cut off his head. Exactly. Or her head. There were lady immortals too. Don't be, don't be exclusive. So every immortal has a sword. Just think about that amongst the people you meet. Eh? Every immortal has a sword. And the number one lesson of the movie is don't lose your head. So the Highlander, Connor McLeod, was one of the immortals. And it was after watching the scenes of Heather McLeod dying. Heather was Connor's great love. And he stays the same age. She gets older and dies. That's when Brian May said, we need something for that. And went out and wrote it. Because he realizes the price of immortality. So let's see the song that we almost never had. I'm going to play you two versions of it, one a little bit later. This version's got the lyrics, so you'll understand what I'm talking about.
There's only one Freddy, unfortunately. Now we read from Genesis that our banishment from the garden, now I can almost guarantee you that if you asked anybody who's attended a church ever why we were kicked out of the garden, they would tell you it's because we ate from the tree of knowledge. Okay. Eating from the tree of knowledge meant that humanity was able to discern between good and evil. And that's part of the reason why we were banished from the garden. The other reason popped up in that little portion we read today. Because 
if humanity were to eat from the fruit of the tree of life, we would live forever. So you can see God's dilemma. Not only, and you'll remember this, did he have a problem now that if they know good and evil, they'll become like one of us. That's there in Genesis. If humanity were to live forever, well, then we would think ourselves to be God, wouldn't we? Because we'd have no mortal fear. And that would just compound the original sin. But that's for another discussion. Then in the early church, so we're talking probably A.D. 60, 70, certainly before A.D. 100, a false teaching emerged that this wonderful thing called salvation that Jesus was offering was about your soul. Because that's the part that lives forever. So salvation was about the soul and the renewal of the soul. Therefore, what we do with our bodies doesn't really matter. Because they're going to perish anyway. You can see how such an argument could be used to justify all manner of dodgy behavior. Yeah? What do you mean that's wrong? I was only doing it with my body, not my soul. Yeah? I was only satisfying my bodily needs. It had nothing to do with my soul. Eh? You could justify a thousand things like that. In this letter, John corrects the early church, explaining in great detail, as the writers of the New Testament do, that it's only through mortal obedience to Jesus that we do indeed live forever. So mortal obedience is an expression of what's happened in my soul, and therefore I live forever. Okay? Again, we could unpack that forever, but he puts it in 17 as the desires of this world pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Okay? It's quite a bit to digest. So, I'm going to just introduce a lighter thought. On Friday afternoon, I spotted this little poem that I'd saved years ago. It's not mine, but it's a poem I saved years ago. It's called The Clockman, and it's written by a guy called Shel Silverstein. Listen carefully for whatever age you are. How much will you pay for an extra day? The clockman asked the child. Not one penny, the answer came, for my days are as many as smiles. How much will you pay for an extra day? He asked when the child was grown. Maybe a dollar or even less? For I've plenty of days of my own. How much will you pay for an extra day? He asked when the time came to die. 
all of the pearls and all of the seas and all of the stars in the sky. The value of living forever increases the more we realize we can't. So back to our song. Brian May draws our attention to the elusive nature of forever. And how would you explain forever? I went to see one of our members the other day who's in her 90s. She's known my parents long before I was even a twinkle in my dad's eye. So does that describe forever? Can we put calendar on it? I don't believe we can. Because it's described in the lyrics as this thing that fills our dreams, yet slips away from us. We can never grab it. And Brian May also points out that there's only one sweet moment set aside for us. Some of this should start sounding familiar. The pain of the dilemma of immortality is captured when he says, who dares to love forever when love must die. Then you would notice there's a shift in mood almost, if you like, a salvation moment and the bold claim that we can live forever. We can have forever. Forever is ours today. And that's all very cool. But where is God in this music? For me, as a great fan of Queen, and a follower of Jesus, the only reason I can have confidence in the fact that I'm living forever is that love did die. Love has died. On that cross on a hill just outside Jerusalem, love died. But the really good news, as we heard on Easter Sunday morning, is that love also stood up and walked out of the tomb. So we have no reason whatsoever to fear death. When we invite Jesus into our life, and to borrow from the lyrics, he touches our tears with his lips and our world with his fingertips, then we can indeed have forever. It's very easy to invite Jesus into the good times and say, my life is wonderful, praise you, Lord. We all do that. But how much harder is it to invite Jesus into our pain, into our tears, and say, praise you, Lord. Remember a little while ago, 
probably about a month or so now, we looked at how eternity is present now. Now is the only time we have. We don't have yesterday. If we're blessed, we'll have tomorrow. Now is eternity. So all the time you could ever imagine is present now. I want to encourage every one of us here to make the most of forever now. That means inviting Jesus into your tears, into your laughter. Inviting Jesus into your hope and into your despair. We cannot eat from the fruit of the tree of life. That way is being barred to us. But we can live forever when we submit in faith and live in obedience to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? So who wants to live forever? Maybe I should change that question. Who is living forever? I know I am. I've actually told Matthew, my son, that if when that time comes and he stands up in front of a congregation and speaks of his father being dead, I'm going to come tap him on the shoulder. Because I am going to live forever. I'm living forever. By the way, I also have a sword. But imagine living a life in complete obedience to Jesus, completely embraced by Jesus. Tears, joy, laughter, pain. Then you will understand what living forever means. 